Are you looking for some new ideas to add to your service project lineup? Well, then stick around because today we're talking about my favorite service projects to do with my students. Welcome, welcome. We appreciate you guys being here for another episode of the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola, and with me is my Valentine. <gasps> my funny, funny Valentine. Valentine. I've never actually heard that song. Really? No, I haven't, but only on Friends, I yeah. think. Chandler, Bing, <laughs> uh, Kristen, <Yes>. Lascola. <laughs> that was that was the point we were getting at. Um, so last week, for those of you guys that didn't check it out, we talked all about how to launch your student leadership team from start to finish, and we have some cool resources. If you guys want to email for us for free, for free, yeah, uh, Ministry Coach Podcast at Gmail If you guys want those, send us an email. We'll send those out to you. A lot of people responded and they wanted those. So we sent them out and and would love to hear your feedback on those. If you were a recipient of them, just yeah. like how they're working for you. If that's something that you're like, ah, oh, yes, this is exactly what I needed. We would love to hear that too. So yes, we love hearing from you guys. And if there's any episode ideas that you guys have, email us also at ministrycoachpodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking to get new ideas and some of the stuff that you guys have sent have become episodes. So that's always fun. So piggybacking off of last week's episode brings us to this week's episode, which is all about service projects. Yeah. So we mentioned with our student leadership team, ours is called SOS. I don't know what the real SOS stands for. Do you? No, I don't. Send us some help. (laughs) While you're talking, I'm going to ask my good friend, Google. Annika, our daughter asked me that the other day. She said, what does SOS stand for? I was like, I don't know. But my SOS team, my student leadership team stands for students of service. So if you were one of the people that asked for our documents that we use for student leadership, you would have found them to be heavy on the jobs. So we give students a job within the church. And then we also stress the importance of serving outside the church. What does it stand for? Uh, it looks like a, it's a, for Morse code or something. Oh, that this does looks like sound a long kind of familiar. explanation. I don't know if I want to go into No, it. that sounds familiar. Something about Morse code. Anyways, so yeah, if you asked for those documents last week, we gave you lots of examples of jobs that students can choose. We always let them choose their own job. They give a first and second choice. And then now we're going to give you some ideas for service options outside of the church. And there are probably endless service options, yeah. <laughs> service project options. And that These, kind of was based off of where you're at too. What maybe some of the yeah, like what you have available, right. what kind of places are around you. I'm going to tell you a list of my favorite ones that I've done, and even if you can't replicate them exactly, don't just be like, oh, well, we don't have that around us, can't do it. But like, what? Yeah, what's with the attitude, you guys? Come on, shut come up! On. <laughs> <laughs> don't be like that. <laughs> You aren't. That's just <laughs> that's just me imitating you based off of nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I've met a lot say, of people in my life. Maybe that was a conglomerate the of all of the, the people I've met. Brought you down. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you can't replicate it perfectly, maybe 
I, I always say a lot of things I learn and listen from, I, I don't do it exactly the way they said, but all of a sudden while they're talking, I'll be like, Ooh, that makes me think of this. Yeah. And it just sort of gets my, my gears turning. So anyways, first, these two aren't necessarily a service project, but more an ongoing service commitment, I okay. guess you could say. And I've mentioned this before. So one place that, um, I love to help is Compassion International. So I love sponsoring a kid. We we sponsor a kid as the Las Scolas, mm-hmm. but then we also sponsor a kid as the our... Smiths, which is weird. <laughs> They're our neighbors, don't tell. <laughs> We're sponsoring a kid on their behalf. It's weird, it's what we do. But no, like as our youth group. So we have a kid who we sponsor as our youth group. When the kids bring their offering on the weekends or midweek program, I deposit that. And then, you know, the sponsorship for Compassion International, it's like 38 bucks a month. If you have a large youth group, you could actually do more than one if your kids are generous. And then the other thing, this depends on like, um, what is going on in the world. But before, um, we had a lot of troops in Afghanistan Mm. and maybe we still do. (laughs) I, you know, it honestly is one of those things where I feel like every time I hear something, (laughs) every time I hear something about troops in Afghanistan, Afghanistan, you don't even know. Okay. No, no, no. That's a place. They're either, Pulling them out or putting them back in. I swear it's like every time you you read an article, yeah. So I don't know where we're at. I'm sure there's some there. Okay, well, a few years ago, there a lot, were a lot of, more. Yes, and so we had, as a youth group, um, we kind of launched this program called Serve the Service. Hmm. And I, don't, I don't think I know that. Yeah. So we, I got in connection with our military connection ministry and I said, Hey, is there someone overseas that as a youth group, we could kind of love on and sponsor. And so we did, and it was so cool. Like there were certain items that he really wanted Mm -hmm. and people would donate and then the kids would write letters. And he wrote us back like this super long letter, which I didn't expect anything Mm -hmm. back. Just like, Hey, here you go. Hope it got to you. I have no clue. But he wrote back this letter, um, just like profusely thanking us, like just so touched and honored. And it was a really cool thing for the kids to look forward to. So you kind of, is it one soldier? We did one, but okay. you, I didn't know if it was, this like was a long, long time ago. We are really small, but I mean, you could do lots, yeah. you know, but so that's, these are like, is that a service project? Yes. And no, it's more of like an ongoing support sponsorship thing. Like compassion international, the kids write you letters. And so you can like read that to the youth group mm-hmm. and like show the picture and all of that. And so it's just this ongoing thing of like, Oh, look at the impact we're making on instead of just like a one day, right. 12 to five Saturday impact yeah. long-term. So anyways, we started started with those. Now I'm going to start with my favorite service project we ever did. Well, it's hard to choose because I was going to say that about another one. So maybe this one's my Some real favorite. Some of the favorite service projects yes. you've ever done. And this one might be hard to replicate, but I thought about maybe a way that you could. So we have a facility uh, fairly close to us called Downs Town. And what they do is they are a facility for down syndrome adults who are high functioning, um, super nice, all hang out together. 
And we, this wasn't my idea. I can't take credit for it, but we combined with one of our other campuses and did like a Valentine's day dance for them. Mm. And it was, oh my gosh, it was one of my favorite nights of my life because (laughs) we decorated the junior high room with like a photo booth and we had food and like, you know, DJ, maybe it was just someone on Spotify. I don't really know. Cool lights. Everyone dressed up and we almost like a prom type thing. Kind of. Yeah. Like a little like mini. I wouldn't know. I didn't go to prom. (laughs) I didn't either. That's what I imagined prom being like. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I didn't go to prom either. High five. Wow. Okay. So yeah. And then everyone dresses up and then, you know, you all take pictures together and dance and it's just so fun. Like they are just ready to party Mm -hmm. and the kids do have to get all their comfort zone a little bit, but it's such a good challenge. You know what I mean? And seeing how happy the residents were Mm -hmm. and they were just like, I mean, having the time of their life and it was just the coolest thing ever and just such a cool opportunity for students to mingle with special needs people. So if you're like, great, well, I don't think we have a downtown where I'm at. Another option you may want to do is contact the special education director for your local school. So whether it's a high school or the junior high, like host a special Valentine's Day dance or party for them. And when I say dance, it's not like everyone's like slow dancing. It's like we play really fun, upbeat music. Some of those like coordinated dances, you know, like cha-cha slide and stuff like that. Or just fun music and everyone was dancing. It was just totally cool. So, Which, by the way, reminds me, stay to the end of the episode where we give you question of the day on the fly. I'm changing what the question of the day is going to be. <gasps> no, I had an answer. Well, that'll be next week. By the way, oh. it took us exactly one week to forget <laughs> to add the question of the day. So sorry for last week. But this week. Probably no one even I know cared. I know what it's going to be. Okay. So. And you're going to forget. I'm going to write it You're down. You're writing it down. <laughs> I'll forget. Here's my question of the day. What's the question of the well, day? Well, you'll have to listen to the end to find out. <laughs> okay, so that is the downtown party dance, whatever. It was so much fun. Then we do another event. This is every March, usually, and it's called Starving to Serve. You might know it by another name. It goes by the 30-hour famine. So basically what kids do is they pledge to fast for 30 hours. They get sponsors for that fast, and that money goes toward a long time ago. We sent it to a certain organization that does the 30 hour famine. Mm-hmm. We don't do that anymore. We have a local organization called Outside the Bowl. Shout out to Outside the Bowl. And they build soup kitchens in third world countries. So our junior hires at North Coast Church are responsible for soup kitchens being built in Tijuana and Haiti. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, yay, we raised a few bucks. Like, I think our record is over $100,000. Yeah, I was just saying, I remember at least one year it was 90000 that they had raised. So yeah. I wouldn't doubt it was over hundred. Yeah, so. it was like one something, like low 100s, but we'd raise $100,000. We give it to Outside the Bowl and they then build these soup kitchens. So the students, we pick a day where your fast is going to start. They have a whole month prior to that to gain sponsors. But you're saying to gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> Eat as much as you can for one month. 
because those 24 hours are going to be so tough. And you want your body to have stored up <laughs> nutrients. Like a food camel. <laughs> well, most kids haven't fasted before, so it's actually really hard for them. So, As an adult, it's hard. You have those medical procedures do where they're like, don't <laughs> eat for six hours prior. And you're like, no! <laughs> Sometimes I do it with them. Sometimes I don't. And when I don't and they ask me, I'm like, guys, I'm running the event. I have to be on my game. I can't be cranky like you. So, um, so we make it super fun. So they have a whole month to gain sponsors and then we pick a day. It's a Thursday where they, um, come do an event called the last supper and we do like a barbecue, play dodgeball, whatever. And then at six o'clock we like, hurry guys. Like we do this countdown. Everyone eats as much as they can at six o'clock. The fast starts. Then they go to school Friday, the next day, then 6 p.m. They meet us back at the church and we do this big blowout overnight event where we break our fast at midnight. We have this big feast and we play lots of games. We have an air band competition. We do worship and then the kids go to sleep and then get picked up the next morning. That is not eat that night, though. Yeah, they break their fast at midnight. So that would like Friday midnight. That would have been 30 hours exactly. And then after we eat. We go to bed. We always recognize the top fundraisers, all of that. If you send us an email to the Ministry Coach Pod, Ministry Coach <laughs> Podcast, that is our name of our podcast, isn't it? The email address. Yes, Ministry Coach Podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> so if you email us that, I will send you my SO or my Starving to Serve presentation Ooh. so that you, if you ever want to do it, then you have. A PowerPoint to go off of, and it'll explain a little bit more of what we do. So downtown was my favorite service project. Starving to serve is the student's favorite service project. And then uh, when the leaders then grow up or students grow up, come back to be leaders, they always say, when are we doing starving to serve? Like <laughs> it makes such a huge impact yeah. on them. And we let the students share a little bit about what they learned about fasting and what it meant to be hungry. And we really push the empathy part. Like the reason you guys are fasting is so that you, and I've done it before, right. you know, and it's hard, you know, I mean, 30 hours, we only let them have water and juice and you know, building that empathy piece of like, have you ever gone to bed hungry? Have you ever felt hunger? I said, and this is like nothing compared. And you know, food is coming, but imagine being this hungry and wondering when the next time you're going to eat is it's just like super impactful for students. So you mentioned that they get sponsors. So talk a little bit about that. How would a a kid, you know, in a youth ministry get a sponsor? What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. So, um, they can ask people at church. They can ask their leaders. (laughs) They ask me and I always give to the first few kids that ask, you know, that's one way that I contribute to the event, especially if I'm not going to fast with them (laughs) is I give them a lot of money. Some of them go to local businesses and ask, uh, some of them write letters and or an email and just wait for the checks to come in. Some will have a corporation do a match, you Mm. know, mostly if their dad owns that corporation, which is awesome, but doesn't hurt. Yeah. So they basically, you know, this is all in the presentation. We give them a step-by-step of how to ask people. And we really emphasize zero of this money goes to our church. Like don't make people think I'm raising money for North coast church. Like, uh, no, you know, (laughs) none of it comes to us. Make sure they know this is going to world hunger initiative. So yeah, the kids love it and are really transformed by it. 
Another one of my favorite service projects is we were about 30 minutes outside of downtown San Diego. Yeah. And a little bit, a little bit further than like that, 40. Let's like say 31. 41 minutes outside of San Diego <laughs> City. And so we have a big homeless population down there. So what we like to do is on a Saturday morning, all of my leadership kids will meet at the church and we will just make crates and crates full of lunches. Mm. You know, we'll do peanut butter and jelly, turkey with a granola bar, water bottle, cookies. I don't know. Just I go to Costco and get a bunch of stuff. And then the kids pack it all. And then we load up and we drive down to San Diego. We park. There's this one particular street down in San Diego where there's a lot of homeless people and we park the cars. We bring out the lunches and my students like go up to homeless people and hand them bags of food and Depending on the person, some of them want to talk and some of them like we've met people who are like newly homeless and maybe their family doesn't even know they're homeless. And like this lady once she was just crying and, you know, the students got to see me pray for her. Mm. And so they get a little weird. The students kind of freeze in these situations. But I, again, love the Like my favorite aspect of a service project is like, how uncomfortable does it make (laughs) you? Because these are just not for the sake of being uncomfortable, but these are good exercises for students to like realize you're only 12, 13, maybe 11. You have not had these broad experiences Mm -hmm. to realize that there is a whole hurting world out there. And like pain in others does make us a little uncomfortable. So what are we going to do about it? You know? And that's, I I think, like challenging them, like, guys, I'm not asking you to go lay hands on anyone and pray. Right. Just be there and watch, like watch me. And then if you feel comfortable, you can go talk to someone. And I have had students do that. Like they, they'll be praying for people or talking, you know, I always say, you know, I, this is one service project though, that I bring a lot of parents with me. And there are some dads in particular, I call them my army of dads (laughs) because they are like awesome and they come to everything and they're very supportive and just, you know, responsible and keep the kids like, you know, gather them all up. So bring a lot of parents with you. So if, if kids kind of have to spread out, there's plenty of adults. We've never had anything weird right. happen. during the daytime. Absolutely. During the daytime. And these homeless people, like just watching like children come, like they just are so encouraging to them. They'll just be like, oh, thank you guys so much. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. You guys gave up your Saturday to come down here. And, you know, the kids are just like, oh, I'm doing something, right. you know, and then we've had kids like on the way home cry. Yeah. And then we've just asked them like, Hey, tell us a little bit. Like, what are you feeling? And they just are like, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the homeless people have children with them, which makes a huge impact on them as well. So wherever your nearest city is, if you feel safe to go down during the day with students, you know, and a lot of parents, this one is truly impactful. And for me too, I used to see the same homeless lady every time we would go. And every time she would see me. She's like, Hey, I'm like Candace. And like, we would have this like big reunion and like we would chat and it was just like, we built relationships Mm -hmm. and it was really awesome. There used to be a church down in San Diego too, that did a homeless ministry where they would serve a meal inside their church for the homeless. 
and then let them come through and pick out socks and clothes and blankets that were donated. So you might want to do a little investigating if there's a church like in your downtown urban area that's already doing something just partner with them because right. it was so awesome. Like we're showing up, you right. know, and we're here to help and serve and all of that. But we didn't have to do any of the legwork and the organizational piece of it. We just came. So I loved, loved serving the homeless. And then another one that forces kids to get outside of their comfort zone a little bit is serving the elderly. Mm. So, you know, I would just make phone calls to our local nursing homes and ask if we could host a game of bingo, which you want to know the funniest thing. You got super competitive and got kicked out of it. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> they told me just the opposite, Jeff, that she goes, no, we can't play bingo anymore. And I'm like, why? they're too competitive. Yes. She said, that's where you're going to be one day. I know. <laughs> She's like the residents just get too competitive and it just gets really intense. And, <laughs> you know, we've just had some problems with the bingo. Wow. I'm like, whoa, like I want to see this in action. Like, can we please just do it one more time? So if they'll let you do bingo, do bingo. Sometimes there's art instructors, like local mm. ones that will come and help them do like a simple art piece. I've talked to some of those people or you could plan a craft, mm -hmm. something very easy, like um, that people in those facilities just get very frustrated if they can't do it and mm -hmm. they just like get cranky and give up. So plan something easy. If it's near a holiday, even better, like make Valentine's right. or something like that. Another thing I've done for the elderly is if you have a rockin' worship team, like you have a girl or a guy who sings great, maybe kids who play the guitar or whatever, maybe don't bring a drum kit, but like <laughs> if like there's usually a social hour mm -hmm. at those facilities and have your kids who can sing and play acoustic or something, yeah. just come in and do a few songs, not necessarily worship unless you clear it with the facility. And they're like, please, we would love worship or just do some covers, you know, <laughs> like jitterbug or something. <laughs> Preferably clean lyrics, but you know, <laughs> So yeah, that's really fun. It causes kids to get outside their comfort zone. You yeah. will notice the palatable uh, tension and uncomfortability with them. But like we said, all yeah. the better, right? Residents love it too. Yes, Just being able to, they, they do. Sometimes they don't have a lot of people that they may see, like maybe they don't have any family or things yeah. like that, but they definitely don't see a lot of kids. Sure. And I think it really brightens their day to be able to see, you know, kids come in there and talk to them. Yeah. You know... In all of this, just get ready for the awkward. Yeah. Just embrace the awkward. It's going <laughs> to come. Even as an adult, sometimes in the elderly homes, it's like, why does this person hate me so much? You know, just get <laughs> ready for the awkward. And then I've had conversations with some of the older people and I'm like, you're precious. Yeah. I want to come here every day to see you. You know, you're the sweetest thing ever. So never know. But that's serving, right? It's not right. about us. Okay. And the last one, this is more of like manual labor, which if you work with high schoolers, awesome. If you work with junior hires, be careful. So <laughs> manual labor, we have a facility near us called Reigns. It's a therapeutic horsemanship program designed for autistic kids. They ride horses as a form of therapy. So because they're such an awesome organization, we often offer, is there anything you need cleaned up, painted, fixed, whatever around here because they're a nonprofit. And so most of the time, yes, junior high, let's not paint, um, but let's <laughs> do everything else. High school, 
go for it, whatever. So obviously that's a very unique organization, but maybe it'll make you think of a local organization you have that is a nonprofit that's doing some really good things for a certain group of people. And they just need some help, like pull some weeds, plant some new plants. If they need some heavy construction, you might be able to pull that off. If you get your senior pastor on board and find people in your congregation that are contractors and willing to donate services or materials, you could probably pull off something pretty cool. And we do that as a whole church for something we call the weekend of service. And that's when we cancel church altogether and instead serve our, all of North County, San Diego, um, where we are by doing different service project, boys and girls club rains, the place I just There's mentioned. There's been some big projects yeah. that they've taken over and yeah. done and like construction, like just crazy stuff. That- and it's amazing when you just ask right. like, Hey, here's something we want to do. And actually some of the money we raise for starving to serve goes towards the weekend of service mm. also. So most of it goes to outside the bowl, which I mentioned. The other part goes to the weekend of service. So if your church, I we weren't even going to talk about this tonight, but if your church doesn't do a weekend of service, that's actually a really cool way to make a very big impact on your community and let your community know, like, we are here to serve not just have you guys come in our doors, but we're going out of our doors. And that's the whole point is like literally church is completely canceled for a whole weekend and all of the life groups sign up to be in a different service project. And each project has a project manager Mm -hmm. and that project manager is responsible for getting all the resources and, you know, different people who have skills. And so, you know, leading up to it, we asked people like, Hey, this project needs this kind of skill, or, um, this kind of project needs these materials and materials start to come in. People donate their time and their talents Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And then that weekend we all go out and do it. And it's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, that might, that's something that would be hard to just pull off as a youth group. It's like <laughs> takes our whole entire church and staff to make that happen. So yeah, if you don't already do a weekend of service, maybe a great idea to pitch at your next staff meeting and your senior pastor will say, that's such a great idea. You are brilliant. <laughs> like I said, there's probably a whole bucket of stuff that's like, whoa, how come you didn't mention this or this or this? comment below. Hey, share the love. These are my best ideas. Give me your best ideas too, because I'd love to add some more to my repertoire. Repertoire. All right. Well, then that brings us to the question of the day, which I switched because of something you said. So the question of the day is, what song would you like to permanently remove from the <gasps> wedding rotation oh, wedding. overplayed? I thought you were just going to say remove from the world. I think it would be the same thing because weddings funnel down some of the funnest, but also some of the lamest songs in the world. Um, well, then I would just have to go off the two songs I asked our wedding DJ not to play. Number one. Celebrate good times. Come on, dude. That definitely gets stuck in your head. I don't mind that one. Like, it's never anything that I would put on any Spotify list, but if I hear it, it doesn't 
yeah. bother you? It doesn't bother me. Well, that the much. other one that I don't ever that I ask our DJ not to play is "We Are Family." To me, it's the same song. I don't even know if there's a difference. I got all my sisters with me. Yeah. I'm gonna say, and this is what made me think of it: the one you said, the Cha Cha Slide or Cha Cha oh, yeah. Shuffle. What's it called? Cupid Shuffle? No, those are different songs, aren't they? I think they are. The one Which one are stumped uh, three times? Yeah, mm, like it just—it's mm. just a list Slide of commands. Don't tell Slide me how to, to dance. Crisscross, everybody, everybody clap, clap your hands. Well, now I'm doing it. Oh, so okay, yeah, I would get rid of that one. It is annoying as a song, but for those that don't know how to dance or are a little nervous, I feel like it's inclusive. So I do like that for that reason. Well, whatever. What song would you guys delete permanently from at least the wedding rotation, if not you better the world not in say general? the Macarena. That, yeah, that one's fun. I love it. I've heard people be like, I don't want that played at my wedding. And I'm like, well, then I'm not coming to your <laughs> wedding then. <laughs> I'm going to Macarena That's the only night. dance I do know. <laughs> so. Well, if you were to say a song just in life to remove, I have two that immediately come to mind. Alicia Keys, I Keep on Falling. Oh, uh, yeah. I Keep no. on Falling. See, okay. why are you doing that? Now it's going to be stuck in my head for like the next just week. Just in case you didn't know which one I was talking about. I know. The second one is Avril Lavigne, Skater Boy. No, I'll keep that one. He Go, was a skater boy. Avril. She said, see you later, boy. Except if for you that are line. rhyming Skater Boy and Later Boy, I have no I have no time for that song. But the greatest part is she said that she was so happy that her record label whatever one that she went on, she was so happy that they gave her the freedom of expression and like to be able to write the song she wanted. I'm like, you wrote Skater Boy, See Your Later Boy. Like that was the freedom she needed to rhyme the <laughs> Hey, no hate word. on Avril. I like, I mean, she had complicated. That was catchy. I just felt like, anyways, that's it. Rambling. All right, no you guys, more. thanks no so more. much. We will see you next time. <laughs>